We're here and we've made it. It's arrived. Welcome. If you're just now joining us, this is our first ever episode of the Legacy Helms podcast. We are excited. Um, it's been a long time coming. A lot of planning went into this. Um, I'd say blood, sweat, and tears, but I'd probably be lying about that. A lot of tears, um, only because I eat hot stuff, uh, and the sweat would come after that because of, you know, it's hot. But um, we're excited to launch this. Um, my first guest today, I can only think of one person that could be my first guest, and that is my loving bride, Kendra Jones. Um, she's a, an amazing woman, obviously, I think so, or I wouldn't have married her, but, um, a lot of cool stuff that I, I actually learned about her in this interview and, um, found pretty hysterical. I wasn't shocked at her stories necessarily, although at the same time, kind of surprised, but not shocked that that stuff would happen, but it was pretty stinking awesome. Um, one thing that's really cool that I, it makes me think about is um, when you're in ministry um, and you're looking for uh, a spouse or someone to date, things like that, I think when you go into it, it's always key to be extremely upfront about what you do, what you're called to do, things like that. Because if you're not upfront about that and you go to like spring it on them later, you know, that, that necessarily might, it might be a bad thing. Um, I don't know that it always will be a bad thing necessarily, but you want to make sure, I mean, scripture talks about being equally yoked and you want to make sure that you're on the same page because if you're not on the same page, if you're not going after the same goal, have the same focus, uh, the same drive, the same passions, then it's, you're going to go in a circle, you know, it's, you're going to have, you know, these two oxen and, you know, the yoke is the thing that basically ties them together. And if, if you're unequally yoked, the slower one is going to cause the faster one to just go in a circle. Uh, and it's going to look ridiculous. You're going to have terrible crops. It's going to be great. be terrible. So when you're, when you're going into a relationship like that, um, it's key, and I mean key, to be on the same page as the person that you're looking at and interested in. Because if you're not, it can be dreadful. Um, I've heard the statement said before that a spouse can make or break a ministry. And I, time and time and time and time again, I find that to be true. Um, the, it is so important that you are on the same page as the person that you are looking to marry. Because if you're not, if you think that you're going to marry this person and things are going to change, um, they're not. If you think that you're going to marry them and magically uh, they're just going to go, you know, I had a call uh, to ministry on my life. I had, you know, I felt God leading me towards this, but now I'm just going to give that up. I'm going to let that go. No, don't work like that. Um, in fact, I, one of my really good friends has said, 
you know, when you go to, to marry someone or even like a business relationship, you have to look at your partner, the person that you're you're going into this relationship with, your, your spouse, and ask yourself, are they an anchor or are they an oar? Which is true. Um, are they are they going to sink you? Are they going to hold you back? Uh, are they going to be the thing that just weighs you down? Or are they going to be the thing that propels you forward? Uh, the thing that that is constantly making you better, um, bringing you up to a certain level. And I really believe that a good husband and wife relationship is just key to a great ministry. Um, when, it, when it comes to uh, them being on the same page. Uh, I mean, there, there can be single people in ministry too that are extremely effective. Um, they, we're not saying anything against that. But if you're married, you both need to be on the same page. You both need to be involved. Now, you don't have to be involved in the same thing, but you better be in there somewhere. You, you, better, be, you better be serving together. Um, because if you're not... It's going to become extremely apparent that you guys are just on two totally different pages, that you guys just don't click, um, and and a lot of times when you see that happening, it's almost as though one person is trying really hard to swim as hard as possible, uh, and the other person is the anchor that's just holding them down. And, and meanwhile, the person that's trying to swim and trying to move forward and trying to uh, really grow and and make this this ministry blossom and and boom it's like they're getting exhausted because they don't have any help and let me tell you if you don't have any help in ministry it's an exhausting experience because ministry will drain you now the unique thing is is that we as believers, we are all called to ministry. It's just a matter of what type of ministry it is. Uh, ministry does not have to be on Sunday mornings and Wednesday nights, um, Sunday nights, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be at the building that we call a church. It doesn't have to be there. In fact, this podcast is about ministries that aren't like that. They're not the norm. They're not the the regular things. In fact, um, a lot of these people that we'll be talking to are not reverend, are not pastor, but they're people that are called to ministry and to do ministry outside of the box. They're called to do ministry differently. They're called to go and love people, to meet needs. Um, they're called to um, be together. I look at so many ministry teams that are just absolutely fantastic. And I look at so many ministry teams that are just dreadful and terrible and just and I look at it and go, the ones that seem to be working extremely well, the ones that seem to be clicking seem to be on the same page. They seem to have the same goal in mind. They seem to both be uh, striving towards this ministry goal, uh, and they're lifting each other up. They're the support system that each other need. Because you know what? It can get really lonely really quick when you're doing ministry. And if you don't have somebody there to support you, it can be so, so draining. 
And, you know, you can say, oh, well, you know, we've got friends and we've got whatever. And that's true. It's awesome to have really good friends. It's awesome to have friends that are in ministry as well. But, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes you just might need to vent. You might need somebody there that's just going to kiss you no matter what. You might need somebody there that's just going to just give you a hug, just listen to you, look at you and go, I know, baby, I got it. Because on those days, those are going to be the days that you look back and you go, man, where would I have been without that other person? Where would I have been if they weren't in my life? And so being on the same page in ministry is just so, so important. So as we look at this interview, uh, man, I hope it it comes across that we're on the same page because... We are. We, we both we love each other so much. Um, we recently got married in September, and I remember when, when we were dating, and she said to me, hey, it's, it's a deal breaker as to whether or not we're going to be in ministry. And so looking back on that, I, <laughs> I kind of have to laugh because I couldn't think of any other thing that I would want to do but do ministry with my wife. That's, that's of utmost importance. That's crucial. Um, for me, there, there's no other way. And so I have to look at it and laugh a little bit because I was already thinking that. She was just the first one to vocalize it. So she's hilarious. She is very, very funny. Sometimes she means to be. Sometimes she doesn't. She's beautiful. Love of my life. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy this interview. It's the very first one of many to come. And it's with my lovely bride, Kendra Jones. So let's start the show. Yes. (laughs) You got me straight up tripping, boo. Dipping and dapping and don't know what's happening. They was grabbing hankies, waving blankies. They was running them aisles up in there. I respect your opinion, but you're wrong. Now, your host, he's crazy, he's funny, he's a great lover, he'll make you laugh, Nick Jones. Wow, what an intro. Um... (laughs) That was, uh, just for the record, let the record show, um, my first guest today is my wife, uh, Kendra Jones, so let there be no uh, questions asked out there, anything like that about me being a great lover necessarily by any other woman. This is my wife. Better be your wife. It, well, there's nobody else that could say that. Um, <laughs> so, but... This is the first ever episode. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you listening, and uh, we're excited about getting this launched. Um, like we said before, it's people that are in ministry um, doing things like that and that I find fascinating and interesting, and uh, some of their interesting stories, something about them, um, and uh, what experiences they've had, what lessons they can give um, to help people out that are starting in the ministry or have been for a really long time or sometimes just for really interesting stories so 
Um, that's why we're doing this. So, where are you from, my dear? Let the listeners know. I am originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. Yeah. How does that make you feel? That I'm from Indianapolis? That you're from Indiana. It makes me feel great, does I guess. It? Yeah. Do I you mean, feel like your state smells a little bit? No. Only when you're by like, kind of like cow manure plant by where no because i didn't live in the country oh so you don't feel like indianapolis smelled like stale goldfish crackers no absolutely not oh. why would it smell like stale goldfish crackers i don't know i'm not saying i've been there and i've smelled that before but that's only because you don't like the state that's not true i it's i it's not that i don't like the state it's just you don't like the state no it's not that i don't like the state it's just there's not a whole lot to do there, I don't feel There's like. There's tons to do there. All right, well, we're going to agree to disagree on that. Okay. We have better food. I'm not disputing that. <laughs> but, you know. We have less chains. Yeah. Yeah, Columbus definitely has some good food. That's for yeah. sure. Columbus, Ohio. Not Columbus, Georgia. Not Columbus, Mississippi. Or Columbus, Indiana. Columbus, Indiana. No, not the area there. Columbus, Ohio. For all those who don't know where this is from. So, being in Indiana, when did you know you got a, a call? We use the air quotes, a call to ministry. When I was a senior in high school. Yeah? Yeah. What did you feel called um, to? At that time, I wasn't quite sure. I just knew it was ministry. Yeah? Just in general? Yeah, just in general. So I thought maybe it's youth, and so I... Youths? The youths. The adolescents. <laughs> the adolescents. <laughs> the naive ones. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought it could have possibly been that, so that's what I went to school for. Yeah? Yeah. Did that ever waver in college? Oh, Yeah. What did it yeah, waver like the, to? Like the actual... Did it waver to something like out totally other than ministry? Like, oh no, I want to be a nursing student. <laughs> no. I want to... <laughs> a, not that smart. Uh, B, too much blood. Ooh, yeah. Well, there's that, amongst other fluids. Yeah, like That's the urine. The urine. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, saying no. there's no urine in youth ministry? Yeah, there actually could be, I would say. Yeah, and now that I work with children, yes, you get all kinds of fluids. Oh, yeah. Boogers. Whether you want them or not, yeah. they're there. Vomit. Mm. So we finished college with a... Degree in youth ministry. Youth ministry, and then what? And then I thought I would just magically have this amazing job making the big bucks yeah oh making big bucks in ministry big bucks big bucks big i'm thinking bucks you know yeah that goes hand i'm in thinking hand. big bucks like 30 grand oh 30 grand big bucks <laughs> <laughs> i tried to reach real high watch out bill yeah. gates watch out right right You're creep creeping up on you with the 30 <laughs> g's so i basically um student taught for 65 dollars a day so we you know i reached really high and got really low so <laughs> <laughs> there was no compromise at all. Not at all. <laughs> I want sixty thousand a year. We'll give you sixty-five a day. Done. Done. Deal. Done and done. I'm in. Got it. <laughs> Doesn't matter. 
Yeah. So for a year, I basically looked and interviewed and went to some very interesting places. Where did you go? What was the most interesting place you Oh, Idaho. Hands down. Idaho. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what part of Idaho this actually was in, but yeah. I know that it was um, Was it near the hub of far. the You know the hub of the KKK is there supposedly in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. You know what? Coeur d'Alene. It was called Coeur d'Alene? It was kind of near that. Well, here's the thing. Here's the interesting thing. Here's the thing. Somebody in the church that I interviewed at owned their own private jet, like their own private plane. Oh. So is that what flew you out there from No, Indiana? no, no. 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 Um no, but when we did get there, we had to drive two hours to where this place actually was. What? So did you land in Boise, Idaho? I couldn't tell you. Oh, I don't remember. So it's a blur. Uh, it's it's all a blur. I'm trying to memory? forget it. Yeah. So <laughs> they took me out one day after I went to the elk farm. The elk, elk farm. farm. Yeah, someone in the church owned an elk farm. Of course. I mean, why not? Right. That's normal. So we went to this elk farm. And oh, and I, and I was wearing like white capris to an elk farm and flip flops. That seems like the standard right. thing to wear to an elk farm. Right. So that's what we did. And then I was there for four days. And so one day we went up on this uh, plane, and I got to fly it. That was pretty cool. We you actually flew fl- the plane. Yeah, I flew the plane. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, still alive. Is that legal? <laughs> yeah, I guess. It, I mean, I don't think it really matters there. I don't to think be it honest matters. In, in Idaho, it doesn't matter. No, right. Totally different so laws. We were there, and Coeur d'Alene was actually close to there because we flew over it so okay i mean we didn't go this wasn't like a so this is like a propeller yeah 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 it wasn't this wasn't like a private jet well i mean i guess it'd be a private propeller plane was a (laughs) private plane (laughs) i don't know well i'm sure there are people out there with model airplanes that they consider (laughs) private planes as well well i can't fit in one of those planes so it had a and i can barely fit in the regular planes but <laughs> so uh so we did that we didn't go too far out maybe like an hour so i couldn't imagine it being very far from there but yeah. the thing is is being from indianapolis you know this huge city yeah the big city of Indy. <laughs> Indy. so being from indianapolis i go to idaho and they actually had no stoplights there the was whole, a, in the, the whole, whole town that whole they town. were in town and would let you know the size of the place yeah i mean i say town i mean i don't know they had like a subway and a gas station (laughs) yeah so you can typically tell the size of places by the restaurants they right right a lot of times so subway seems to find their way yeah and the funny thing is when i was like getting ready to go interview out there they told me they'd give me a rig to drive around a rig a rig so well i asked my dad an oil rig i asked my dad and he said it was a semi so I'm thinking I'm going to be Stop driving it. around in a semi, but it was a it was a minivan. It's, oh. It was a minivan, yeah. <laughs> a so, rig, yeah. So all of you soccer moms out there, if you drive a minivan, congratulations, you've been upgraded to a rig. Right. So I drove around this rig, and I had to go up this huge mountain. And oh, Nick knows my fear of bugs. Yeah, there's a, there's I have a strong this fear. fear. There. Especially um, spiders oh. and especially sprickets. Oh, half cricket, half spider. Disgusting. That's a nightmare. We the have only thing I can Ohio. make it worse is the only thing I can make it worse is is wings. If I had wings, <laughs> no, heebie-jeebies all over Ooh. going on right now. So, so anyway, so talking crawls. about these bugs, I end up staying in um, this. Somebody from the church they had this detached like garage thing, and on one side of this big garage. Um, there was like a little apartment 
And so it was oh. really nice. And the apartment was really, really nice. But okay. they had these bugs. And I, the first night, I, like, flipped out because it's, like, super dark. Did they crawl dark. on well, you? No, but. Were they inside the. Oh, the no, they were inside the apartment for next sure. Next to the rig? <laughs> no, <laughs> they were in the apartment. And so I tried to kill this bug with a flip-flop. Oh, yeah. Did and, it fight back? Oh, no. Oh. But the flip-flop basically teeter-tottered, like, when I let it go. Stop it now. Right. Because the, the shell was so hard. No. Yeah. So I like to raid things. So whenever I see a spider in the house, yeah, that's true. I like to get out of the raid and watch these spiders die the, and, and bugs the, die. Well, the automatic kind that, like, is, like, it just shoots out. You only pull, have to pull the trigger and hold it down, and it just shoots a ton of it out. So you basically drown it. You don't yeah. even let the raid really work. We could probably get you a squirt bottle, and it would do the same thing. <laughs> well, and the funny thing, like, I love watching the spider <laughs> try water. to get away, and yeah, I'm like, no, you dirty it. little thing. Just, yeah, you drown it. The other day, we actually lit a bug on fire. Well, <laughs> So, I mean, and you encouraged it, so let's go there. Well, <laughs> <laughs> let's visit that, well, shall we? Well, the th- the, my hesitation was it was a white bathtub and she wanted to light a fire. And so I didn't know because I didn't want it to. I was all for lighting the bug on fire. I just wasn't for burning, like making it the white bathtub have a black mark on it. And I didn't know if we can get it off. I guess we could have got it off with bleach or something like that. But <laughs> and then he encouraged it. So we're good. We, yeah. And we heard it sizzle. is quite cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I was there and where I was staying was like super dark. Was, was this like where you would stay if you were to go to the church? Is this what they would oh, provide no, for no, you? Oh, no, 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 no. Visiting youth pastors. Yeah, I don't even know where I would have lived. Was this for a youth pastor position? This was actually children's. This was a yeah, children's, children's pastor, pastor position. position. Yeah, yeah. And you, a, a rig was provided. A rig, yeah. A rig. Was that part of the package or that was that just for the visit? Oh, no, that was just the for rig. the visit, the visit, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, needless to say, that didn't really no. go over. Yeah, I'm really glad yeah. that, that that didn't. If you're at that church, by the way, um, I mean, very generous of the rig. Absolutely. Just, Absolutely. I, great church. I mean, the yeah. pastor was great. The youth pastor was great. Yeah. The church was good size. I mean, yeah. it was a good church. I mean, it was a really good church. The, the bugs. That was really the confirmation for me. The bugs. The bugs. Jesus, if there is a sign, you need show show me a sign as quickly as there it is, and it's a teeter tottering you know, flip flop. That's, that's the shells too hard. There were two of them. They're, the next oh. time, I ended up getting my tennis shoe. So that oh, one went to t- that one tend to work. Yeah. And after that was the suitcase, and then, <laughs> and then it's the rig. Right. We're gonna break the rig out. Right. So, you know, good church, you know, but the thing is, is really when you're thinking about it with ministry, you got to be a little realistic. And if you're not going to fit really with the culture very well, you know, yeah, it's just true. one of those things. It's just a different, different out there. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing bad at all. That's the way love Yeah. Goes. So we, um, yeah. So I interviewed there. I interviewed in Kansas. Um, I'm trying to think some other places and, you know, before. Okay, what was Kansas like? That was good. That was flat. a good church. Um, yeah, flat. Not a whole lot of much around there. A whole lot of much. I don't know a if that lot really. Of much. Yeah. Um, At all. Not really much around there, but it was a good church. Good yeah. people. No um, bugs. Bug free. No bugs. No bugs. Hallelujah. No bugs. You prayed um, over that one. I'm trying to remember where I even stayed. Isn't that bad? 
Well, it was, must have been bug-free, or that would have been Apparently. even more. Did they give you a rig to drive? <laughs> no. No rig. No. Or even you know, a minivan. Just, no. No, because I drove. You dro- Did oh, I drove? Oh, you... I don't, I don't, I don't know even know. Name. I don't even know. I don't even remember, to be honest oh, with you. I you really don't. don't. But the one thing I do remember is we Nick and I love Chinese food. That's true. We do love Chinese I food. I love Chinese food. And our tester for our Chinese food is is generally General generally, So's chicken. Generally the general. The general is General So's chicken. <laughs> That's hard to say. Generally the generally general. Generally general. Gen- yeah. <laughs> Too many jurors going it's on. Jurlicious. <laughs> So um, <laughs> we went to a Chinese restaurant, and so of course I got General So's chicken. Yeah, that's and the standard. It it didn't taste like General So's chicken. Was that the confirmation? Yeah, that no. was the confirmation for the Kansas Church. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh no, man, no. They ended up hiring somebody mm-hmm. else, and you know what? That's okay. Oh, so you didn't even get offered the position? No. Did you get offered the position in Idaho? Yes, I thought I like, did. You're like, eh, you work on your bug problem, right? Yeah. Keep your bugs yeah. spayed or neutered. Right. So, but then I later found out, you know, one of my friends ended up interviewing there too in At the Kansas. Bug church? Oh, Kansas. No, 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 Kansas. And she didn't get the job either. I don't think that they ended up hiring anybody. I think they just kind of. Nobody. They said, we're not going to have kids anymore. Was this for children's <laughs> or teens? It was for children. Children. Yeah. No children anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, like they had kids there, but I think they just kind of did something else in the church. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's just okay. Put them in with the teens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, make them sit with their parents. How horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a topic. What's your okay? You're now a children's pastor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you are. What's your feelings on children being in church with their parents? I think it's great. Okay. I think it's during um, the service. Yeah, you know, I think they need to learn that. Songs and sermon. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good, um, good upbringing for them to be a part of that. You know, our church we do a family worship. Um, once a month and they love it you know pastor preaches and they love listening they're very attentive and i think it's important for them to be able to intermingle within the different generations of the church and yeah um see the adults worship and they learn from that you know children are sponges and they'll soak it up so if you say stupid but shut up you might get in trouble because they can't say it at home whoa too many you're tiptoeing on the line i know Yowza. Is it important? Okay. Is it important for, do you think that the pastor should have to cater to the children? No, 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 not at all. I think he should definitely support them. And, you know, you're talking about, are you talking about like with the message or are you just talking about in general? Well, I would certainly hope that the (laughs) the pastor in general would support their, although I'm sure that there are some. But I mean, cater to them. Like you said, cater. Cater to them. I guess like in the, in the sermon, you know. Well, sure. I've seen I've seen pastors before where they have their own separate. You know what I mean? They have their own separate sermon. They have like a little mini sermon for the children. Oh well, I mean, pastor, our pastor does that now. Um, but do you think pastors should have to? No, no, I definitely to. don't feel that way. Oh yeah. No, because I think that. Do you think it helps? Um, I think it does definitely help to draw the kids in a little bit more. Sure. Um, but I don't think that that should be a necessity. Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm grateful that our pastor does do that, but I don't yeah. think that it it needs to happen every single time. Yeah, not every time. I think I think it's 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 good for pastors to do that. Well, I think it definitely shows you know his support to them. You know, our kids love our pastor. Yeah, they they don't feel intimidated. No, and I think that that has a big part to do with it because he does. Yeah, he does draw them in. 
Well, big so. church can be scary. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In itself, for sure. Yeah. Especially like the, the mean old ladies or old men that yell at you. I mean, the mean old ladies has to give them a butterscotch or something and they're a good. A Werther's. Or some fruit snacks. So, or, I don't. They didn't give me fruit snacks as a kid. <laughs> that would have been pretty that's awesome. That's what I'm doing when I'm old. I got Werther's. You're going to give out butterscotch. No. We've already I'm discussed not. No, I'm not. Werther's. They are not. No. Okay. Not Werther's caramel. It's caramel. It's not butterscotch. Well, it's a And it's Werther's. the chewies. It's, it's not the hard candy. So. Oh, just because I hide them in my purse from you, because you I have this you. old person complex, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> you hide them from you. No, I you, don't. I find you them. You did. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You <laughs> so you they're not hidden. <laughs> if they're found, they're not hidden. They were lost for a while. I once was lost, but now I'm found. It was hard, but now I chew. Chew. You chew what, I babe? The, well, the Werther's that you've given me. That's always delightful. I don't give them to you. I eat them. Yeah, that's true. I'll sneak you know, them every once in a while. Oh, oh. So you're going to sneak them and yet call me the old person. But I don't buy them. I only buy them because you, you buy, eat them. You buy them because you're the one that works. I buy the Swedish so. fish. I love <laughs> Swedish fish. That is true. If I ever want them to go to Hobby Lobby, I know I can say you can get some Swedish <sighs> fish. Those, those are disgusting. No. Oh, they're so good. So, okay. You're in ministry. Or do you come from a ministry family? Is this like a been passed down to you from generation to generation? Or um, are I you mean, the standout? I'm definitely not the standout. Um, my my grandpa um, was a Nazarene pastor okay. in the church. Um, primarily in Illinois. Illinois. Yes. Um, I think he was in Indiana, too. I believe. Yeah. Um, my uncle is currently a Nazarene pastor. Yeah. Um, in Indiana. In Indiana. Yeah, in Anderson. He so married us. Great church. He did marry us. Um, Gary Cable. Reverend. Had to give him a little shout out there. Oh, um, there he is. Good church. Great church. Um, and and then my, my dad, actually, before my dad passed away, he was um, had his... Um, evangelist license so he had just had just gotten that he had his just district, district license, license with the nazarene church and yeah so he was pursuing that before he passed away and so yeah i mean it's in our blood i guess you can say yeah um maybe not generation to generation but yeah. it's there do you feel like do you feel like they had an influence on you going into ministry or was that no that i, I don't your own thing I, yeah totally my own thing um my mom was pretty surprised about it yeah um was she happy about it um not really yeah um in college it was kind of more of like a you know by all means i I don't blame her because ministry you know it's a kind of a scary world a little bit and you know it's one where you don't make a whole lot of money and so my mom was thirty thousand dollars thirty thousand shooting high that's booming yeah right thirty grand so um you know, when I told her, it was kind of one of those things where stability, you know, it, yeah, it was more happen. financial stability. And um, she's supportive now. You know, she yeah. absolutely 100 percent is on board. Um, my dad. She was intense with me about that. Yeah. You make sure that she is doing. So. I'm like, yes, ma'am. I will. Right. Right. So now she's like hardcore about it. I might have um, said yes, ma'am. My dad. No. Yes, you probably Theresa. just said yes, Teresa. Yeah. I'm sure my mom's name is Teresa. 
um, is what we call her. It's T H E R E S A. And we all call her Teresa, but her real name is Theresa. So Nick likes to kind of lovingly call her Theresa. I do love my mother-in-law. She is fantastic. Um, yeah. So my dad, he was very supportive of it, but he was a little nervous because, you know, he doesn't want his baby girl to get hurt at all. And, you know, some people in the church, they can be pretty critical. And yeah, so unfortunately, right. So it's just kind of one of those things where. At first, my mom was not. Now she is. My dad always kind of has been, but very hesitant with it, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Have you done have you done ministry positions outside? Because you're a children's pastor now. You went to college. You went for youth ministry, graduated with a youth ministry degree. I can talk. And then once you were done with that, you went into children's ministry. That was your first ministry position, right? Or yeah. did you do youth ministry first? No, you know, in college I interned. Um, yeah, where'd you intern? I interned at Southwest Church of the Nazarene in okay. Indiana. Um, I I quickly realized that youth was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> so had a little bit of difficulties. Good church, good pastor, yeah. um, growing community, but being a single female um in youth ministry the boys asked me out on dates oh that's so good yeah so that was quite names and addresses (laughs) we'll get this sorted out well one one's married now that's good one's engaged so i think we're good babe we're we're set i think we're good we're set so just making sure um yeah, so you know, I found that i could hang out with them i could mentor them i could hold them accountable but teaching them preaching to them wasn't really where i was supposed to be yeah i was confirmed so yeah so youth ministry and children's ministry aren't too totally different from each other um so i just kind of kept that major and went on like that so do you feel like things you learned in the youth ministry area help in children's ministry or vice versa yeah sure um i feel like college can only do so much well, it's, until yeah. you're pushed out into your own experiences. Yeah. So I feel like Look a lot smart of it and is common sense, smart. Sure. And yeah. experience. Yeah. Which I'm not book smart. Yes, you are. No. Uh, we have this discussion all the time. She is very smart, but she doesn't take credit for it. It's okay. Um. So, okay. What would be, let's say that you have, I don't know, how many years of ministry experience would you say you have? Um, well, are we talking like full time? Are we talking just volunteer just, been, or well, volu- I mean, we would I, I think we would agree that volunteer ministry is still ministry because that, that gives you experience, even though, you know, it's not whatever. How how many years would you say volunteer paid everything? Do you think you have wrapped up in your ministry career? About eight, eight years. And what would be, what would be if you, if you could pull someone aside, like some young girl or guy that's like, I want to be in ministry and I want to be in children's ministry specifically, what would be your, if you're, if you can give them some advice, what would it be from an eight year veteran? That's a good question. Um, I feel like there's a lot that I could tell somebody going into the ministry, but I feel as if the main thing would be to get people to trust you. 
to have that trust with them. Yeah. Um, Earning trust is important. Yeah, absolutely. Because if they don't believe in you mm-hmm. and they don't trust you, then your ministry is going to pretty much crum- crumble. Um, you know, you can't. It's about building relationships, too. You know, people tend to be more drawn to you yeah. um, than they are to the idea of volunteering and or to they are to the idea of serving. Um, unfortunately, that, I mean, that's kind of just how it is. Yeah. But that that would be like the main thing. Um, always be genuine and true. Yeah. Um, never, never let yourself lead at all. Let God lead you. Yeah. Um, you don't you're not the leader. And you will see, people will see if you are genuine. Um, they'll be able to discern that. They'll be able to feel that if your spirit's not aligned where it needs to be. Yeah. Um, and especially with children, like I said earlier, they're sponges. Do they have little radars? They in do, them? man. I'm telling you. And it, they will call you out. I have been called out before. Um, <laughs> so if you ever want a good accountability partner, ask a child. Oh. <laughs> So that's, never, never tell a, a kid that you're trying to lose weight and then oh go my. to, well, I call them pitch-ins. Okay. This is a big debate that Nick and I have. Okay. Yeah, it really is. Go ahead and explain your. So in Indiana, and I don't know how this is in the state that you guys are from, but in Indiana, we like to call potlucks, like a dinner after church, a pitch-in dinner because everybody is pitching in and they're bringing their food. So that's what we like to call it. Now here in Ohio, they call it a potluck. Potluck. Or dinner after church or something. Yeah. Um, so I told my children that I was gonna try to lose some weight and get healthier, and they saw me eating some brownies. So oh, that, they called they'll you get you. They will get you. So yeah, okay, let's go back to this potluck versus pitch in. Now, a pitch-in, I understand, like, the concept of it, but when you were here one time and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, for the pitch-in dinner, and I'm like, I've never heard that. I've lived in multiple states. I've never heard it called a pitch-in Yeah, well, before. why is it called a potluck? No I mean, idea. like, the but pot's the, potluck, lucky or something? A potluck I mean, transfers to multiple states. If I went to Indiana, but see, I said potluck to you, and you knew exactly what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Potluck's universal pitch-in. Maybe it is, because I've lived in Ohio before, so. Yeah, we should... I feel like we need input from our listeners to see what they call it. I would agree. Maybe we should do some kind of like should, vote or something. <laughs> Let's I tell you what, if you let us know what you think it should be called, a pitchin, a potluck or whatever name you think it is. Send us an email at legacy helms, L H E L M S helms at gmail.com. We'll, uh, we'll attach all the information. Um, to this, but we want to know what you think that it's actually called a potluck, a pitch in. Um, sometimes people call them afterglows. I've heard afterglow. I see. I feel like an afterglow is like the, the sort of thing that teenagers do where they stay up all night. I mean, I know it's an overnighter <laughs> or a lock in, but an afterglow or you know, like bowling where you have those well, typically, neon things. That yeah, but typically, like we would call them afterglows if it was a teen thing after church like night church typically night church but it would be a teen thing so you're right you're on the right track with the teen thing but yeah yeah definitely send us an email legacyhelms dot legacyhelms at gmail.com oh yeah yeah that yeah yeah thanks for backing me up babe (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want to know what people think that that, that's called because it's important to church i would be interested in that that that's that's true that's yeah oh and you know when you guys send us the email let us know where you're from yeah, tell us where you're from. that'll be interesting to know. That's and a, what it's called. 
um, so we can know what it's like wherever you're at. It'd be interesting to know what they call it in different countries. Yeah, maybe we've got some listeners in different countries. I don't know, but I think that would be kind of interesting to see. Like in the UK, what's it called? Right. A loving. Ah, right, a governor. Love, a, a loving. loving. So Nick can do these really awesome um, well, accents. The only accent I can do is a Chinese one. It's Well, yeah. they All your accents start out kind of strong, and they all end in like a bad Kentucky accent. But the Chinese not, one is Not pretty, true, darling. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But I, when we were dating, we would send each other videos and appropriate videos. Yeah, we would send each other videos like of of us doing an accent, and um, every single video of Kendra doing an accent was just just perfect. It was so terrible. It was just, <laughs> you are very good at a lot of things. You're great with children. <laughs> Children and children's ministry accents. Yeah. Accents, children and children's ministry accents. Or was that just two separate? Your children, you're great with children and you're great with uh, children's ministry. But accents isn't one accents, of them. Accents. That could be possibly something. Well, I, I think you are not right on that. Oh. <laughs> I think you're absolutely well, wrong. Maybe we can see if we can get Kendra to do a video, some videos with her accent. Videos. They have to be videos. Videos. Mm. I think so. I think that okay. would be appropriate. Okay. And see. We'll see about that. See, see if, if you could do some of those for us. Um, so, okay. So, be the, the advi- back to the advice. I don't know how we got sidetracked on pitch-ins and potlucks, but back to the advice. Is there any more advice that you would give? Some some be young fun. and sprouting. Man, if you're going to be in kids ministry, you got to do some fun stuff. So, yeah, um, crazy. Never buy hundreds of goldfish promising that you'll give those to them if they come to a VBS service. Oh. Um, they'll die overnight. So not saying that I might have had that experience, but what do you mean they'll die overnight? Like, OK, so I told some kids. Well, I told my kids if they came to our VBS service, because, you know, you typically have a whole VBS week. Yeah. Vacation Bible school week. And then that Sunday you have a big celebration. You try to invite their families to come. And so we did this one VBS and it was like islandish. Like yeah. it had like an island and a beach theme and it was yeah. really cool. Yeah. So I told them if they came, you know, Fish go right along with the beach. Yeah. So I went out and got, you know, hundreds of these fish huh. and um, they all died pretty much. So besides like, honestly, God's oh, so good. I, go- I thought you meant goldfish crackers. No, I mean, not like, no, like real actual goldfish. You got actual fish I got actual fish goldfish. Yeah. Like you get at a carnival. That's when you said they died overnight. I'm so, like, the children died overnight? No. That's a horrible <laughs> story. Why would you tell them? No, the goldfish that actually swim in water. So I got all these goldfish <laughs> and I actually have a, I'll post a picture oh um, somewhere. We'll put it on the website. We'll put it on the website of these dead fish. And, you know, God's so good. Guess what? what? I had just enough. For each kid that came. How many? Okay. But how many goldfish? You bought hundreds? I mean, maybe like 150 and to how 200. How survived? Like 50, 60, maybe. Maybe. So <laughs> you managed somehow to kill around 100 goldfish. Yeah. Overnight. I mean. They were alive. They were alive. They were alive. 
Well, Saturday into okay, Sunday. Okay. Well, let me let me tell you this. Okay. So there's a little more to this story. So I went to an actual like pet shop yeah. to get these. Okay. Yeah. And let me backtrack. Hold on a second. I went to Walmart to get these at okay, first. So it wasn't really a pet store. Okay. Well, the first one. Yeah. And so I got those and they they died like. Which ones died? That next day. The pet store ones did. Or the Walmart ones did. I'm trying to remember. I know this is horrible. This is horrible. Okay. Anyway, I don't think it really matters, but I went to a store on Saturday. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And got all these goldfish. Yeah. I don't remember where it was. I'm yeah. go- I think it was at the pet shop. So I'm thinking that's where it was at. So yeah. I go there, I get all these goldfish and I go to the church really early on Sunday morning. Excited. Like, oh yeah. Super excited. Yeah. Cause I'm ready for the service. We have all these goldfish. <laughs> the kids are just going to be, so ecstatic because I have all these goldfish. Those were all dead. Oh, Every one of them. No. <laughs> what, did you put them like in cold water? What did you do? Did you feed you them know, cyanide? Or? I think that the the tanks they were in probably weren't big enough for all of them. You So you had individual tanks. Oh, no, no, child. no. I had like, no, I was going to put them in bags like you got the and carnival, then, you know. Yeah. But no, like the tanks to keep them in, you know, overnight or whatever. So, so you had a tank. I had like two or three of these like How little tanks. tanks. I mean, they weren't huge. <laughs> I mean, they were probably the size of, um, oh, what are those one fighter fish? The betas. The Did beta. You put a beta fish in it? No. The Babe, beta no, no, would no. Like, no, you know, like those, those, those <laughs> the like, the beta, beta would like, no. set, like Rambo through you know, those goldfish. <laughs> right. You know, like those beta fish um, pots? You put like a flower on the top of it. How many fish did you put in one of those? Well, I mean, I don't know. 70? Maybe. No. I, I don't were know. They, could so. they swim? or did they, Yeah, they, I mean, they could swim. It was like a concentration They might have been running into goldfish. each other, but they could swim. I mean, yeah. It so, was Auschwitz. It was fish fits. <laughs> <laughs> so it's horrible. Yeah, so the next day I got up and I was flipping out. I was so scared and I'm trying to... There were like some that were kind of swimming in there, but you knew they were like on their last like breath of air. So I flipped out and I called one of my volunteers and they went to Walmart. That's what it was. So they got just enough. They got about 50 and those survived. But I prayed. They survived the car ride. Yeah. I mean, they survived until the very end of church. I prayed. (laughs) Until the very (laughs) But listen, man. I don't know beyond that. No, no, no. I prayed that they would make them home at least. Well, they probably weren't trapped in. So three years later. One of the kids still had it. No way. Yeah, no joke. And but it grew. What did you did you have to flush all of those fish in the concentration camp? The fish concentration you camp. You know what? I put them in a garbage bag. Oh, I, I, I just smelled bad. I took it out right away. So anyway, we're good. Yeah. So anyway, just be fun. Don't do dumb stuff like that. Don't, Don't buy, buy hundreds, hundreds of, of goldfish because they will all die in a, sh- in a small tank. Yeah. Where they can't swim. And this is just overnight. Overnight, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, just be fun. Let kids be kids. Yeah. Don't think. What does don't, that mean? Let them be kids, man. Eat let them boogers. No, not ear boogers. No, let them have fun. Let them worship their own way. Yeah. Because um, there's some different kids out there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there's some interesting children super in the kid, world. Super duper special kids. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but just be fun tell jokes laugh with them yeah 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 and if you go to camp 
If you go to like kids camps and mm. stuff and they get homesick, Mike and Ike's. That's a really good homesick pill. Mike and Ike is Mike the homesick Ike's. pill. Homesick pill. Yep. There so you, you put them in a bottle. You put them in a medicine bottle. And when they, the little kids start crying that they want their mommy and oh, daddy. Oh, so you, you, like, tell them it's actual medication. I mean, you say it's a homesick pill. It's a, it's a homesick it's a homesick pill. It's a homesick pill. And it's it's fantastic. It works. You give them one of those, and an hour later, you're like, how are you doing, honey? Are you okay? Yeah. Do they ask, do they ask for more? I think that pill really worked. I think that pill really worked. Do they ask, ever ask, like, the duration of the no, no, you know, they really don't they just, they just because they just know good. that if you take more than what you should, you're going to like overdose, like, you know, your head's gonna explode. and none of them have ever been like, that's a Mike and Ike. And Serious. we've given them to tons of kids. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. Do you put, do you try to separate the colors? So you have no. all red or whatever. No. It doesn't matter. It's like a vitamin. It's just like a, yeah. Mike and Ike's homesick pill. Not the hot tamale ones, but oh, that would feel like it'd be a cruel joke. Horrible. I mean, I love hot tamales, but well, I mean, that, would be, that would be mean be horrible. Mike and I. Mike and I, yeah. Yeah. Typically, like the first and second graders. I don't know if you could actually like really get like a fifth grader or something, but like dude, this, this is a homesick. They girl. don't typically and they'd cry. Be like, eh, those are Mike and I. So <laughs> I want the rest of the box. <laughs> right. Right. <You're, laughs> but of course, you put them in a medicine bottle so that they think medicine like, bottle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you make a label for the medicine bottle? No. No, that's kind of that's bottle. kind of Doesn't unimportant. Yeah. 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 Wow. Just make sure they don't get it mixed in with your real medication. Something like that. <laughs> I don't think this medicine. The kids are <laughs> kids are really lethargic <laughs> at worship tonight. That's because they had some of mommy's happy pills. Her homesick pills. And <laughs> mommy's homesick pills. Mommy's homesick pills. Mommy's I hate the world pills. <laughs> and <laughs> they're extremely lethargic. Uh, they're very depressed. <laughs> but we're gonna work through it awesome well i really appreciate you being here hey you know what i live here you live so here. i kind of have to be so here I appreciate right appreciate you being here i appreciate i appreciate that and i appreciate you and i appreciate you too i love you very much i love you that's all we have for you today don't forget to check us out online at legacyhelms.org and be sure to subscribe on itunes if you need t-shirts for your next big event We've got you covered. Click on the t-shirt quote page under t-shirts on the website. If you would like Nick or Kendra to preach at your next retreat, revival, or camp, fill out the contact us form under preaching. And always remember, don't let your meat loaf or your mop flop.